creativelyanddeliberately.com, a podcast where we will discuss how to creatively and deliberately make choices that give life meaning. So in order to introduce my topic today, I thought I'd share a story about my past. Growing up, we had a detached garage that wasn't completely finished. One day, I had one of my best friends over, who also happened to be my cousin. Those are the best kind of friends. I got really nasty, and I said with a lot of attitude, you know, the kind where you sway your head while you're talking, I said, we can spray paint our garage. With the black spray paint can in my hand, I swung my hip to the side, and then I held out the can towards the unpainted plank. I held the button down, but I didn't see any paint but it sprayed. I heard it. I was so confused. My cousin Wendy then started laughing hard. That's when I realized it wasn't the garage that got painted. It was my face. The nozzle had been turned the wrong way. At first, I was upset that she was laughing at me, and then I realized it was kind of funny. I ran into the house to tell my mother what had happened. It was quite the sight. Black paint had even stained my teeth. My mother had to use turpentine to remove it all. The pride I was exhibiting even at this young age marked me with darkness. Okay, but really, if I had come from a more playful place, maybe this stunt might not have backfired. Instead, I was pridefully trying to prove I was in some way superior. Silly child, nothing good comes from a pompous attitude. So what is pride? There's a healthy pride, and then there's a deadly pride. What do I mean by deadly? C.S. Lewis said, pride leads to every other vice. In Proverbs 16:18 it says, "Pride goeth before destruction." Arrogance or the offensive display of superiority is not endearing at all. Another thing that isn't endearing, that is as much as a trap as pride, but it swings clear to the other side of the pendulum is inferiority. The inferiority I'm referring to is the persistent dwelling on our shortcomings or undesirable actions and characteristics. We also then focus on belittling ourselves and maybe others. When you allow yourself to set unrealistic standards for yourself or others, this will also lead to the feeling of inferiority. This is much different than acknowledging your weaknesses. Inferiority can feel productive because people might feel sorry for your inferiority and give you extra privileges or extra attention. This can become a crutch. It can prevent us from improving in our health, improving in our skills, and improving mindsets, which will allow us to take back control over our lives and our circumstances. Or it can be used as an excuse to avoid learning or putting forth any effort. You know, I found myself doing this at a book show just recently. I didn't take the time to learn the teal, and I put it an unnecessary burden on others because they had to do it for me. I was very capable, but I had pulled the I don't want to learn this right now card. This powerless cycle eventually tears us down. We won't show up as our best self because it'll be easy to doubt everything about our abilities and our responsibility. Now, when it comes to God, we are definitely inferior. There are some awesome scriptures in Mosiah that King Benjamin said, 
He said, Even I whom you call your king is no better than ye yourselves are, for I am also of the dust. I say unto you, my brethren, that if you shall render all the thanks and praise which your whole soul has power to possess to the God which has created you and has kept and preserved you and has caused that you should rejoice and has granted that you should live in peace one with another, I say unto you that if you should serve him who created you from the beginning and is preserving you from day to day by lending you breath, that ye may live and move and do according to your own will, and even supporting you from one moment to another, I say if you should serve him with all of your whole souls, yet you would be unprofitable servants. And why is that? Because every time we follow God's word, he then blesses us again. Acknowledging this of the dust type of inferiority before God is vital. But it's good to note in other situations that inferiority that makes you withdraw is not what God would want you to sink into. This type of inferiority is not the same as humility. God wants us to improve and reach out toward others. I have withdrawn. It didn't do me a bit of good. I used to do the saying, when the going gets tough, then I hide. But I missed out on a lot of things by doing this. When you are in the service of others, you're only in the service of your God. I have found when I do things for others, then I understand myself better and I feel better about everything. God doesn't want us to wallow in our weaknesses, but rather he will give us strength if we turn to him. C.S. Lewis said, humility is your best friend, but pride is your enemy. In order to keep us from the dangers of pride, we might get hit with some humble pie. Have you ever played the pie in the face game? Okay, so it's fun to watch others get surprised with the whipped cream in the face, right? But when it's your turn, it's a little nerve wracking. When your face is covered in the sweet cream, it's easy to lick it off. This reminds me of the many times I have been served some humble pie. It's shocking at first, and then it's not so bad. Even though it's sticky, the lesson you've learned sweetens your correction. Not too long ago, I learned about the color code authored by Taylor Hartman, PhD. It was there that I have discovered I'm a blue, which basically means I can easily get offended. This was some humble pie. I've since tried to have thicker skin, but I must also be responsible for my own thoughts. If I wanted tough things to improve, then I needed to make them improve instead of just avoid them. Now, being beaten with the humble stick, that's a different story. It leaves bruises and maybe a few scars. I'll take the humble pie over the humble stick any day. Being humble is important. Being forced to be humble is harder to deal with. Yet being made to be humble is not meant to throw you into inaction. Rather, it's just the opposite. I haven't repeated my sassy spray paint stunt again because I learned my lesson. But I have learned I have a few tendencies that need worked on, such as learning to say you're right instead of argue about it. In my attempt to be understood, I forfeit seeing someone else's perspective. Taking a realistic self-appraisal is the first step with dealing with pride and inferiority. Admitting that there is a delicate balance between the two extremes can be tricky but it's not impossible. When we are humble, we accept our strong and weak points while recognizing our nothingness before God. 
God has given us all individual gifts and abilities. He has also given us weaknesses that we might be humble and turn to Him. There are many examples in history where weaknesses have been overcome by persistence instead of sinking into the valley of despair and the pit of inferiority. This quote sums it up nicely. To improve is to change, so to be perfect is to have changed often. Winston Churchill said this in the heat of defeat, the empires of the future are the empires of the mind. Isn't that the truth? It's what we entertain in our mind that dictates how we will act and then what we will see in our lives. And sometimes it's a flat out battle. It's true that there are times in life when we are somewhat inferior to the task or circumstance or a certain situation. Let this encourage humbleness. Asking for help is not wrong, especially from God. But make sure you are asking so that you can improve your life and those around you. I love the scripture that reminds me that I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. Taking time to learn a new skill or learning new ways of doing things is admirable. That is much better than hiding away and withdrawing completely. Many times... We let the belittling of others make us feel inferior. If you believe the belittling, it can become a self-prophecy. Anything that prevents us from believing in our self-worth needs cleaned up with turpentine, and it tastes nasty, I know, personally. When we let feelings of inferiority blind us, we naturally fail ahead of time. We just expect failure without even trying. See how unhealthy and debilitating that is? It's not fun to feel rejected at every turn. Why inflict this upon yourself? Wallowing in our inferiorities is not what God had intended for any of us. Take back the power, believe in yourself, and do your part in contributing and bettering yourself. It's worth the efforts, I promise. Thanks for joining me. I just hope you all realize how important it is to be humble, which is not the same as being inferior. Creativelyanddeliberately.com. Creativelyanddeliberately.com